And so here we go again, yet another big franchise release and yet another flop. This is becoming extremely depressing to be frank and we seem to be hell-bent not on creating new memories but just destroying old ones. And how does it happen? Well, we just stand there, our jaw dropping at how bad the result is. And this is not one, this is not two, this is a hell of a number of franchises. Think Star Wars, think Lords of the Ring with Rings of Power, think The Little Mermaid, if you prefer, or think The Flash, if you are more into the kind of superhero world. That is not my opinion, that is not uh, a judgment, this is just what the voting public, the dollar spent, says. Whether you agree, whether I agree with the judgment, whether we think that the content was good or bad, well, the judgment is out there. Basically, the people are putting their money where their mouth is and all of these titles just flop miserably. Regardless of what we are told, regardless of the judgments which are passed on the press or in critics telling us we think like that, we, the public, we did not go and see this movie because, because of any reason you may want, but the reality is that all of these movies just flopped. And reading the articles on, online, one element is striking. The feedback is systematically either a judgment value, which I will put aside, after all, everybody's uh, can have his own opinion on this one. And there is another big insider's kind of analysis, which is just ranking all the different target audiences and how these movies failed to reach their targets, as if the movie itself, the release itself, has one and one only objective, which is to reach a very specific demographic and in some cases reach a sequence of demographics targeting first a core audience, for example, for Indiana Jones, well, male over 55, who were there for the release of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, and expecting, hoping that there would be a spillover into a new public. Well, this says enough. What these franchises, what these big blockbusters, what these investments are, are simply vehicles to try and reach mechanically big data targets. The reality is that what is happening at the theaters, but also at the streaming services afterwards, and we all know about uh, Amazon and Disney struggling both on their streaming services, potentially as well. Netflix, also the, the, the latest results are not yet out. We know that between our expectation and what is released, there is a gap which is growing wider and wider and wider. And don't give me the go woke, go broke. This has nothing to do with that. Or at least very little to do with that. Mostly, it is simply a complete discrepancy between expectations and execution. What we expect for the big name franchise is for them to remain, at the very least, cherished memories. At best, to create new memories, but certainly not 
destroying old ones. And this is what they all do one after the other, either by shoddy execution, completely misinterpreted target, weak storylines, weak plots, whatever you want, you want to, to, to say. But the core is why do we still have all these big franchises uh, around? apart from the obvious, which is to try and, 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 and surf on the commercial success. Well, first and foremost, I think that most, if not all of these franchises are beloved names. They are established values. And, and the fact that, for example, Indiana Jones was released at Cannes is telling in itself, is Cannes the temple of the subsidies, the temple of good taste of, you know, the French type of movies? Is it targeted or is it a natural environment for, I don't know, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? No, definitely not. This is, this is you, you can imagine the audience in such a theater as Paris de Congrain can. This is not where you expect Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom to be shown. Yes, I know uh, Temple of Doom, it's 1983. This is not the latest one, which is the Cradle of Time. I know that's, that's Tomb Raider. Sorry, sorry about that. But we don't want that. We want something which is a pure entertainment piece. This is what Indiana Jones used to be. So why not? Why, why, why don't we hear about this franchise for a couple of years and then suddenly they come back and then th there is to be a new message, right? This is what we hear. We need to update the brand. In some blogs, you can you even read that Indiana Jones must atone for its past mistake. I, I don't know if you can say it's a mistake. You can say that this was the wrong era. You can say that at some point it was uh, misaligned with the latest and, and our current period. But in which case, you don't need to take Indiana Jones. Personally, I would not expect neither Fleabag nor Sex Education to make actually an entrance in, in Indiana Jones. They are absolutely fantastic pieces for our current period. Now there is no need for them to spill over into Indiana Jones and, oh, wait, why do you take, why would you take a character like the, the actress from Fleabag to play Indiana Jones? I don't know. I truly do not know, especially since what she's expected to do is literally play Fleabag in Indiana Jones. Then again, you may wonder why Kate Blanchett is not playing Terminator. You may wonder why there would be no stars in Star Wars or one uh, very famous psychological actor would end up as Darth whatever its name is, as Ben, the son of Han Solo, which says enough. I mean, the, the son of Han Solo, the, if there is one thing which was clear during the episode four, five and six of Star Wars is that and Solo is not there to be a dad, but that's okay. Why not? After all, you know, everybody evolves, everybody changes its own mind, except that it's a movie and except that this is a fantasy realm, which is in the stars, but okay. And finally, when you look at the poverty or when you look at the, the dearth of imagination in these movies, then you've got the flash with not one, not two, but a series of cameos by other people, other stars, even including, which is rather shocking, if you ask me, dead stars who used to play at some point or other Superman and Christopher Reeve. And on the other end of these updates, you've got people who do update 
their message. Remember when Jurassic Park came out, what was the message? Pure CGI. I can do CGI di dinosaurs better than you. Well, a couple of decades later, they are still doing better CGI dinosaurs better than us, but with a storyline or at least something which is for our entertainment. And as shameful as it may be, well, it is more entertaining than Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and so on and so forth. So let's maybe at this point of time take a step back and not look at what audience we reached or what audience we did not reach, what audience we targeted, what is the, the most profitable potential audience, whether it is gray, pink, blue, yellow, red marketing, or green marketing. But let's think, let's create these memories which we were talking about in our entrance. We know that the audience does not know what they want. Like when you go to a restaurant, you expect to be surprised by the menu, try out some things, rely on known others, try a little bit of this, but rely on that in case you're already hungry. Big data will not save us from creating. They will not save us from the fact that when it was released, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark was released as a concept, as an entertainment piece, which had a very clear profiling and hoped to find its public. And my God, it did. What was the public? Well, we don't know, but what were the intent? Well, to revive a genre which was boys' own adventures, you know, physicality against machinery, the guys with swinging from the rafters, like in the 30s or the 40s, a little bit of mystery and mythology relying on some interpretation of myths and legends, maybe the Bible throwing some mysticism, but we all know this was fake mysticism behind it. This was genre-breaking. This was, at the time, the Deadpool. This was an update of an old genre. So why would we try to update the update without relying on the genre? This is a complete misinterpretation of what Indiana Jones was for the public, not what public was intended to watch Indiana Jones. This is the complete reversal of process. Indiana Jones did have sarcastic, never cynical humor. Indiana Jones had physicality. Indiana Jones had also female power. And uh, the characters shown and demonstrated and actually on center stage in Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark in particular, were rather powerful. What we don't want is to see Indiana Jones and his simmer frame, or even worse, Indiana Jones and his magical Botox CGI. We all know that Harrison Ford is an amazing actor. We don't need to see him younger because we were there when, we, when he was younger. It's on film. It's on record. So the idea behind it is that big franchises definitely have this traction and definitely are a legitimate commercial project. Definitely. This is, after all, why Disney bought all of the franchises available out there, MCU, Star Wars, um, Indiana Jones, and so on and so forth. But it is depressing, not to say more, to see what is done with this fantastic treasure trove of memories. 
Disney on the one hand was able for 50 years to keep going on a plastic mouse and his partner, Mickey and Minnie, but seems intent for strange reasons to actually squeeze and dry and kill franchises without understanding exactly what makes them work. So first and foremost, we are fed templates. This is not what we expect. We don't expect a Tomb Raider like Temple of the Crystal Skulls. We don't expect a Mac Indie, which would be the stamped version because the first three ones all had their own pace, their own threads, a couple of recurring themes, but no pre-processed structure. We don't expect definitely Indiana Jones to be some kind of postmodern philosophical piece about age and feminism and so We want to be entertained. What we don't want either is nostalgia. And this is something which we see in Rings of Power, which we see in Indiana Jones, which we see in all and every single one of these tired franchises remakes. We know we are not as young as we used to be. We know that there may have been a mythical period where all of these movies were coming out every month. I don't know that period. I lived through it. That was not the impression I had, but hey, I'm ready to, to accept it. I'm ready to say that this is because I'm losing my brains. I'm losing my memories. But fair enough. If this is what we think we need, nostalgia is nostalgia. What we don't need, however, is to see nostalgia on screen one after the other. If there is a remake of Gladiator, what we don't expect is to see Gladiator in his retirement home with his simmer frame. Oh, wait, he was killed. Maybe he can be brought back. And unfortunately, I'm not joking, this theory I've read online recently. Finally, and I think this is what we don't expect, and this is why the reaction of the public becomes more and more and more extreme in terms of walking out of theaters and so on, is that we can't be told what to think. We can't be told whether a movie is good or not by the producers, by the directors, by professional critics. And you can see on Rotten Tomatoes that there is more and more and more divergence on these kind of movies between professional critics and the audience, the people who actually pay to watch this entertainment, these spectacles. And no, there was no review bomb of Indiana Jones. There was no review bomb of Little Mermaid. There was no review bomb of uh, uh, what is, uh, Star Wars, um, The Force Awakens, or Luke is Back, or whatever it was called. There was definitely no review bomb of Rings of Power because the actors were whatever they were, or because the hobbits were not gypsies, whatever I've read. No. The reviews were bad because these movies were bad and they were just disliked, and they just tanked. Ultimately, all of these reviews were bad, and the audience did not turn up in the theaters, or behind the screens, or behind the monitors, because these releases were just not that good. And we live in a world where nostalgia is not requested at the moment. What we want is future, what we want is fusion, what we want is tomorrow, to be honest. And yes, I know that we've got presidents who stumble on uh, aircraft stairs, but after all, this is not the first time. We've got presidents who don't even remember which country they're in. God save the queen. Let's go Biden, right? But 
ultimately, we don't want Han Solo to be the father of Ben and scream across the bridge like some kind of, you know, disjointed Romeo. We don't want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting in front of his fire with his dog and lamenting the days where he was famous. We don't need that. The amusing thing being that Schwarzenegger himself seems to be rejecting that image. We don't need the story channel running for 10 years running the show about a mystery island where we are about to find a treasure and for 10 years in a row, every single episode, we find a new nail or a new beam. Maybe, careful there, a new stone. This is simply rehashing, rehashing, rehashing and basically processing, reprocessing, reprocessing, recycling, actually, memories and souvenirs. And what we do want is the creation of new memories. What we do want is new expressions of creativity. What we want is new feelings, new pictures. Let's take, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That was a bold and successful, in my opinion, take on the franchise Guardians of the Galaxy. We have the whole corpus of movies by Taika. We, why did he, we, anybody was surprised by Thor Ragnarok? Well, if you want to be surprised, you take Thor 1 in the small town, Thor and the Dark Elves, which was pretty run-of-the-mills, not to say bad. And then you've got Ragnarok, which not only appended the entire genre in and by itself, but took an old franchise and made something new out of the old franchise out of the old characters and the very same cast. So it's possible. What I believe we are paying at the moment is the price for a decade of management. We inherited tropes, we inherited names, we inherited franchises, we scratch our head and we try to recreate the same algorithm of success, unfortunately based on the latest tools and they are many and they are excellent at measuring the outcome, not at creating these memories. Hence, I'm really looking forward to the latest iterations of Lord of the Rings with, for example, Peter Jackson, the next Taika Waititi. And what I don't expect is them to spend too much time on big data, calculating which target they should reach and how.